Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Richard and Dr. Ed Show. How are we doing, Mr. Ed? The Barracuda and the Tortoise for this week is the name. That's the name? (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Um, Because we discussed this before, the spirit animals thing. Maybe we can have a quick chat about the spirit animals. Let's chat about the spirit animals. What is what is your your what what does your spirit animal mean? Well, I mean, I think I think I chose tortoise. I think from a symbolic point of view, the tortoise and the turtle are very similar. Yeah, Uh, I chose it originally because I think people always used to comment on that my neck is quite long. Okay. Um, and I probably got some like really strong back muscles from uh, surviving in the medical world for a long time i like it let's uh, see the, the tortoise spirit animal the tortoise spirit animal lives in its life slowly and steadily because of the simple ways that the tortoise or the turtle totem act have inspired stories and symbolism in many cultures worldwide in some places the story of the tortoise and the hare is simply more a morality tale, while in other countries, the tortoise is seen as being like a god, or at least a symbol for a god. Wow, bro, take it easy. There you go. So the tortoise associated traits are slow, steady, patient, knowledgeable, stable, order, wise, secure, enduring, and peaceful. The Taurus spirit animal reveals that you need always to say thank you to your friends who genuinely care about you and your feelings. Show them love in the way they show what, show you love. Stand tall and be proud that you have people who care about you and are always around you. It is good to pe- for, for you to have people who understand that you are unique and magnificent. Wow, bro. There deep. you go. That's deep. It's I mean, so, so counter to mine. <laughs> well, I like the fact that it's kind of similar to a turtle, which can go into the sea if it needs to, and then in the sea it can meet the barracuda. You know, that's true. I think she's you. I, yeah, the barracuda speeds into your. The barracuda speeds in as your spirit animal. It's time to take a walk on the wild side. That I read that. I'm like, that sounds like me. Uh, the barracuda as a totem animal belongs to the spiritual warriors of the world. Invoke the barracuda as your power animal when you need courage to move forward. Whoa, take it easy. Um, so the symbolism of the barracuda, it says, tired of holding back on your emotions? Are you often first to bend or to have someone else's whim? Barracuda as a spirit, totem, and power animal can help. The barracuda teaches you when to speak out or when to keep the peace. It dives deeply um dives deeply in the symbolism and meaning to find out oh, oh that's just telling you to read more about it but i like it the barracuda lives in salt water blah 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 blah, blah. yeah i don't know i, I kind of like the spirit animal of the barracuda it's funny how we chose these animals intuitively and they kind of represent us in some way i mean it always seems to fit whenever there's kind of like a spiritual slum or something it's like those astrology predictions they always kind of sound like something like they sound like like they could be you (laughs) yeah but it sounds like we both we both cover safety and confidence right so that's good yeah i like it the barracuda and the tortoise that's still a long name it just doesn't make sense so we're not gonna stick with it 
But that was our quick rant for the day. Spirit animals. What's your spirit animal, guys? Subscribe and let us know. Comment on our Instagrams or Facebooks. Do we stop Facebook? I stop Facebook. Put an emoji with your spirit animal. Right. Somewhere. Somewhere along. I don't know who, where we have that people can leave comments. But leave a comment, guys. So let's talk today a little bit about a fun case study, which you brought back to my attention. Yeah, it's my I favorite. Think. Yeah, and I'm going to try and get a hold of this thing and post it up for you guys to see it. And I'll I'll, I'll keep you guys posted when it does go up. Um, this was a very interesting time in my life because there was a lot of chaos and commotion. Um, I was moving to the Netherlands at the time. And I was trying to figure out, I had figured out how to battle depression with movement and training and breathing and exposure therapy and everything. Not figured out, but I was on the, you know, I, I was very confident in bringing people up from depressive states or sadness, sadness drivers. Um, and I was trying to figure out how to combat the symptoms of anxiety um and so much so that i started to play around with giving myself or trying to figure out how to get myself to a panic attack um and something that i figured out on the emotional level is that panic attacks are an outburst of emotion due to a lack of expression of emotion and you know not all symptoms of anxiety express themselves this way but at least for the for myself what i noticed was when you stop expressing the empathetic expressions that come about, um, you stop living in a present moment and you start to be too busy for everything. Um, you stop connecting with people in a certain way. Like whenever anything actually gets real or a true connection starts to form, uh, you tend to deviate with comedy or asshole remarks and things like that. And after this this end of this coaches week, this workshop, I remember I went home and I took a bite of the burger and I'd reached that point of like, I couldn't breathe. I wasn't hungry. And I sat in the bed and just cried, like bawled my eyes out. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And the day after I went on a, on a bike ride for like three and a half hours and just kind of cleared my head and, and let go of a lot of, of, of pent up emotion. Um, to that being said, you know, a disclaimer, like if you're going to be working with people, um on those on that emotional level i think that you take up so much energy or if you're an empath i'm a very empathetic person and i take up a lot of energy and so for me like my left side was already just killing me it was like so in so much pain and so tight because we had a, an assessment with 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 zach um and we had kind of these very emotional kind of assessments that led up to this moment so it was a, this is just a little bit of a, of a backstory of where, where my headspace was during this assessment. Um, another assessment, I think that showed me that I wasn't crazy uh, because the client was in a group of coaches. So the fact that he was able to have kind of these expressions was pretty cool. And his feedback was what was really important for me because it, it clarified or it, um, it backed up what I was trying to accomplish. But anywho, what was that assessment like? Uh, I feel like you have more recollection of it because you've seen it more than I have. <laughs> I mean, I've probably watched it like 20 times, if not more. But it's, um, um, 
it, it was one of the first ones I watched, I think, after doing the seminar with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were certain things I experienced in the seminar uh, connecting to certain muscles. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I I could feel my uh, behavior, maybe personality changing in certain ways. Yeah. Um, but didn't we didn't really get too much into the emotional side at that seminar. It's very much on a physical level. And then I think I watched that one as part of the kind of um go away after and learn and get better at doing assessments. And the scientific part of me or the very medicalized part of me kind of watched it and thought, huh, there's there's something else here it's not just um a few bench presses it's not just bench press yeah that one was was interesting so a little history on on him he had lost his brother um and i could tell there was something off like i could just see that he was just kind of in a in a pretty low um and uh, from what i recall is we did a medicine ball carry uh, uh-huh. To get well, the pecs I mean, to start to work. What, what 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 interested me before you go on with that is yeah he he wasn't really training and he wasn't really mm-hmm. in the fitness industry but he ended up coming to the seminar and I don't know if you remember why he ended up coming or how he found out about it and came. Um, I don't know if you know or remember or obviously a long yeah time from ago. what I recall. He was starting to, I think he was getting into the fitness industry or getting into the health industry. Um, brother passed away, and I think that was one of his motivators. Yeah. Um, his brother was a, a bodybuilder or something, and his passed away yeah. in an accident. Um, yeah. So that kind of made him want to be more like his brother. That was the... Yeah, and, and it was, I mean, I remember, yeah, I mean, I remember like going into it and and... You know, at this at this at this point, this was four years ago, well, maybe five years. 20, 2018, yeah, twenty eighteen. And um, I remember I had just started to make the pattern of the lower body, the upper body, the left versus the right. Um, and so, just when I whenever I, I pick up on something that I think might work, I check the same pattern on everybody, um, whether they have it or not. And then that way, at least I can get clarification because I can work on you know. 50 plus people and it's the same thing that I'm looking for. And so I'll direct the conversation towards the same, same exercise or same movements or same facial expressions or breathing patterns. And then that way I can really start to gain knowledge as to what's happening. Um, And with this one, I could tell that he was just kind of in an unease state and kind of collapsed from what I recall. And we did the oblique opener and mm-hmm. at that case, I was able to see that the the pecs weren't firing, um, you know, and it was for me, the pecs are the love and the pride muscles are that the love and happiness and, and joy. And, and so I was like, OK, so that's something that we need to definitely go to kind of bring energy levels up a little bit. Uh, so we started with with the bleak opener. We did the med ball carries and then we went and did bench press. But I did rebounds. At the, I remember that I just wanted the upper pec to fire. Like I needed the upper pec to fire because if I recall collect correctly, he was having issues gaining um, like from the loss of the of the brother that was like a fatherly figure for him. 
And so there was a collapse of that right peck. And so I wanted to create that sense of security and that you're making your brother proud. Like that was like my subconscious thoughts of what I wanted to do with the bench press. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we went and we did the bench press, but it was just basically you have to, you go wide grip and you go all the way to the bottom and you only come up, you know, half a quarter of the way up. So I just want the upper peck to really drive the external torque part of the, of the pecs to fire through. And we would go at sets. It was lightweight because his shoulders were in a lot of pain too. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, he just didn't have any sort of experience moving. And so. Do you still use that movement? Yeah, I love that movement. It's one of my favorites especially to really get the upper pec if you don't have like an incline. And I think it's a, it's a lot safer than the, than the incline bench press uh-huh. um, just because you're, you're in a much safer position and it, it transfers more towards the, the actual bench press, you know, bodybuilding wise uh, or strength building wise. But yeah, for me, it was, I, I, I don't know why I intuitively went there because I haven't taught that exercise in so long. <laughs> But we we went there and I remember just him going set after set after set after set. And I could just see a change in the facial expression and in just the way that he sat up or like, I don't remember. I just remember seeing like a massive shift in, in him as a person in that, in, you know, from one set to the next. And I was like, that's it. Assessment's over. Like, I'm not going anywhere further past this. And he was in a very good high. He was in a great position. Um, he felt confident afterwards and like there was a big, big change in him. And that's when I really started to realize how powerful the pecs can be. And and not only that, but how movement with intent or under the, a good watchful eye can really change the perception of somebody in such a rapid time. I mean, that assessment was what, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. It was a quick one. And I mean, there's a, there's a really specific transition, as you say, when, the the he starts to say oh i can start to feel the upper peck on the right side yeah um and you kind of like you dig your knuckles into it and say it's okay to be angry yeah um and then the next set he almost he scrunches his face up and almost he the whole room goes silent there's i mean i don't know how many coaches were there but everyone just goes silent um and then you you kind of move it back to more of a flowy bench press movement and um, ask eventually, do you want to keep moving? And then he just keeps going. And from what seems like complete anguish and his almost, uh, I've lost control to everything's okay. I feel great. I feel confident in my body. Um, There was like an understanding in him that just kind of, stilled itself over the next five ten minutes and then he was standing in front of people laughing and joking and yeah very different to the first couple of interactions that he had with the group right yeah i mean that one was man that was a wonderful that was such a good assessment thank you for bringing that one up yeah he was i mean even the next day he came in super happy and uh you know unfortunately sometimes ego gets in the way of people and they try to do some fancy things and exposures and when somebody's on a high just let them enjoy the high don't try and add more tricks to it that's why all of my coaching style i've come to a point where it's just very simple but there's so much complexity to the simplicity that i approach movement with nowadays um 
and there's you know we were talking a little bit beforehand and, and I'm I'm mapping all this stuff out so it's it's all going to come out I, I have a very clear path now of how I'm going to start to bring all this stuff out so that I can actually help more coaches work in this fashion because I think it's it's highly needed um but I think that there's you know I, I always have like these kind of weird analogies but the we have these kind of structural muscles that can hold behavioral cycles and and kind of behavior as a whole and then we have these smaller muscles that are more afferent and for me these afferent muscles send signals to the brain to tell you that something is not working and outside of those afferent muscles you have very very small i want to say just like super afferent muscle they send like where the trigger point therapy goes um you know those those really small muscles where i've been able to map out that if that shit starts to fire and it sends signals and it's a discomfort of the body at a sharp discomfort of the body then we need to really back off because you are not ready for what's about to happen um and so with him i was able to kind of push past that and you know as he was feeling better it was great but then there's a reason we have these mechanisms in our body i think not i think i i i know because you know the body is is a lot smarter than we give it credit for it's not just the physiological muscle that's moving um and so when you try and do trigger point therapy or exposure therapy sometimes you don't have the best of results it can actually gear higher panic attacks or anxiety or depression uh, or and completely crash the person because it's not ready, right? So how much exposure is too much exposure? And unfortunately, the next day we showed up and somebody was trying to do some manual therapy on him and the manual therapy really crashed him and almost gave him borderline panic attack. Um, and so I had to kind of help bring him back, but it was, there was already so much that happened the day before, it's kind of difficult to add more to it. And so that's where for me, as a coach and as somebody that cares, I will always be the navigator and never the captain of your ship, right? Which I think is something that's very important because for him, that was a huge win. And yeah, he's going to have another crash and we're going to have to build him back up and he's going to have to learn how to regulate his body. But if we start to become the captain of someone's ship and we feel the need to manipulate clients or people to show that we can that we have that we can have this effect on people i think it would it'll, it'll do much more harm than good you know um i think that there's a point where again each person has their their voyage i always like to make it more fun and exciting so i always say it's like a, it's an adventure of pirates of the caribbean like it's a fun whimsical you know johnny depp's out there exploring looking for the treasure rather than like a haunted mansion type horror story um so you don't always need to be looking for the 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 skeletons in the closet which was my first impersonation when i started to work on clients in this level um but there's a lot of good stuff that you can find in there there's a lot of aha moments that don't need to lead back to trauma right we we need to understand that these stressors in this outside world and and the shit that happens force us to react and survive in a certain manner. Um, and all we can do as coaches is help 
change those reactions and those perceptions of that external world so that we can be more active and you know i i, I say be more empathetic and more joyful and and really enjoy the awesomeness that we have in this world i don't know yeah i mean uh joe dispenza has a good way of talking about this where he says yeah, you can go to all of these different healers who can tell you what the traumas were and where they're from and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, what do you want to feel and how do you want to be and where are you going now? Yeah. As opposed exactly. to like all of that stuff that happened, that it still happened. You can't change that. Right. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that, um, that assessment. I think a lot of people, I mean, as you said, you like to see the same pattern 50 times over. I like to watch things yeah. 50 times over and get all <laughs> of the little pieces. <laughs> um, yeah. And I still no, learn I, every time. Yeah. And I think that this is a great one. You know, it's um, the body has ways to displace. Like I've worked with clients. I'm working with a client right now. We've been working for over a year. And, you know, just now she's able to start connecting to herself and going like, holy shit. And now she's like, I kind of wish I don't want to feel these emotions, but I know I need to. And so now we're battling. Now the battle has really begun, but it's taken this long to really unpack. And so again, it's you're here to navigate, right? But the body has amazing ways of justifying and displacing if it doesn't want to face something, right? Um, and that's physical, and that's also you know with nutrition and and you know other habits. But if you guys want to try this workout out, I'm pretty sure that it was oblique opener and then grab some, grab either a medicine ball or, you know, grab something that you can hold in between your arms, squeeze it and go carry it for about 800 meters or so. Because I know we did laps around the, the parking lot. So I'll just put it at 800 meters. Yeah, it was a meters. long carry. Yeah. Uh, and when you're doing that, just inhale through your nose, exhale through your lips, getting as much tension as possible in through the pecs. Um and then after that, you're going to go and lay down on the bench press and just do sets of like eight to 12 reps. And you're going to go down to the bottom position. You're going to be at a wide grip and you're going to think about bouncing or driving the bar just off the chest and then coming right back down. So you're really only going about maybe a hands, like a fist or two off the, off the, off the chest. So, you know, I don't know, in centimeters, I don't know how much that would be in inches. I don't know. Six inches. Six inches, yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> um, but so anywho, so go give that a try. And you're just going to kind of keep moving. And you'll see a buildup of energy. Again, just don't go in there with any expectations because everybody has their own route. Um, at the, I would say at the minimum, you're going to have a good pec pump and you're going to feel good. At the best of the best, you're going to have a cool experience and you're going to hopefully feel some sort of change. The goal here is, again, guys, Remember, we need to go from the physical to the mental to the emotional. So if you're staying in that mental part where you're constantly analyzing what you're feeling or how you're feeling or if you're moving correctly, it's never about the exercise. It's about moving. The movement physical physically will get the blood flowing, will get the neural connection to go higher. And the higher the neural connection goes, it allows you to connect and the body will then start to speak to the brain. And then we can have that emotional expression or that epiphany moment. But if you're constantly analyzing if this is too much or too little, you're completely missing the point. Listen to your body. Just start moving and let your body guide you to where it needs to go. Cool. 
Yeah. And it's not a bounce off the chest. It's a, almost like a punch. With it's like a punch. Head. Yeah. So I always think about like twisting outward, like you're trying to push somebody off of you. Like if somebody's like right in your face and you're going to shove them away, what would you, what kind of movement would you do? That's the kind of the yeah. same motion you want to do with the with the bench. I'll try and find the assessment and and I'll and I'll post it on my YouTube channel. Beautiful. Uh, I like the. Do you like the film School of Rock? Which it's been such a long time since I've watched. A long that. time ago. The Jack Black, isn't it? Is it Jack? Yeah, Black? that's gonna become a classic movie soon. That's yeah. how old we are. <laughs> yeah, he, he makes a he makes a song with that. Um, with that guy called Step Off, I always think of every the step off and the push away. Oh, this, I haven't. I remember anyway. Tenacious D with the cock push-ups. <laughs> oh, that may get us cancelled. So I should be careful. Oh, what I say. tangents. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it back. Um, just the one thing that you said. The whole when somebody sees maybe the recommendations that you and I would give, they can sound and look very simple. And yeah. There's a whole lot of time and energy and complexity and practice and uh, trial and error and failing and making mistakes that we've gone through in realizing that um, there's a reason that things are simple. And even if you give somebody something that's simple, they still <laughs> may not go away and may not. focus on doing the simple thing. Well, they may not like the simple answer because there's other more. But they like uh, the complexity because then it, it allows them to continue to escape what they're really wanting to change, which they don't yeah. really want to change. That's the thing. So they will use the most complex or passive ways in order to not change and to prove to themselves that they cannot change X, Y, and Z, whether that's discomfort in the body, emotional trauma, or behavioral traits. Yeah, they're comfortable where they are, so they'll look for skill in order to get out of actually facing facing themselves. Yeah, or passing on a, medication. On an alternative positive note, the the client that I saw yesterday with the back pain, yeah, just messaged me saying, "Thanks for such a simple roadmap forward." Beautiful. Yeah, so, um, they kind of understood it and get it. Yeah, there's nothing better than. You know, you have an hour, 90 minutes with a person, you give them three exercises because in reality, that's more than enough. Sometimes mm -hmm. two is more than enough. And that way they can continue to apply that at home and keep moving around. So, Mr. Ed, we'll sign off on this episode. Um, yeah. Guys, make sure to follow us at Dr. Ed Caddy at Rare Barracuda, richardaceves.com, dredcaddy.com. If you're one of these clients that feels kind of stuck or needs help, Make sure to reach out to us. We can more than definitely help you guys out in changing your behavioral traits, patterns, and discomfort. I have movement ayahuasca coming up in Los Cabos. Right now, I have early bird special for 30% off. It's a beautiful boutique hotel. We spend four days connecting to our truest selves and expressing our id. Beautiful, guys. Have a good one. See you later. Bro. Be a turtle. Oh, no. I was like, shit. Oh, no. We didn't record it. Oh, no, it is recording. <laughs> <laughs>